My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And today, we're going to explore the most interesting of finds. A multimedia property that was only sort of multimedia and didn't get off the ground. Craig. Yes. Would you say this is some sort of rising? I would. I would say it's um, a, a rising of Advent calendars. I was just going to say, I don't <laughs> really think a multimedia property about calendars would have done great. But no, anyway, yeah. No. Today, we are talking about Advent Rising. you're playing the home game this one is being recorded a little bit out of whack because well craig really wanted to talk about this game and i only put in the requisite half hour to an hour and i was like well if craig really wants to talk about it you know i'll play it for a little longer and i did and that's why the friendship dissolved so oh. craig <laughs> why don't you give oh. me stats on advent rising yeah sure uh, oh god uh uh, close the page. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what? I was, I was just clicking things. Uh, Advent Rising is a spacey third-person adventure shooting game uh, developed by GlyphX Games, released in 2005 for Xbox and Windows. I, actually, it's Windows later. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, released on those platforms, and it's amazing. There we go. If you just need to look at the cover art to see that you're up for something good. It's, it, it, is, it is a chance to win a million dollars. You are 100% correct. Which, I got news on that front there, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, I want to hear about that because I don't know... I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, Alright, so, Advent Rising. If, if you've never heard of this before, this is almost... A like prototype phase for Mass Effect, like in a lot more ways than one. Or do you disagree with that, Craig? Like, like no, I, get I so many vibes. I completely agree, one hundred percent of the way. Um, my my notes are literally it's it's a lot of similarities. Like the alien species is there to warn you. They're the Protheans, you know. Then the Reapers come to wipe out all existence and all that kind of stuff. It's it's very Mass Effect-y. You're and also Space Jesus. You're Space Jesus, yep. Um, you've got a brother who's got an evil goatee type thing going on. Um, and it is, it's the, from the start, the way it plays, the, the intro is great to it, the, the cinematics are great, and then you're flying a wee spaceship, and it's all very Mass Effect-y, which I think is brilliant. Well, let me tell you about those intro cutscenes, Craig, because this yeah. is interesting. Or at least I find it interesting. Sorry if this is a little more in-depth than most of our usual faff-around episodes. It's just, you know, put some work into it. Um, I so and I've yet to tell you the big surprise, which is I actually didn't like the game. I just wanted to make you play more of it. And that's why friendships fail. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm obviously <laughs> Okay. So, this was made by a company named Glyph X. 
which mm-hmm. was mainly helmed by two brothers, right? Yep. The Mustard Brothers, the very unlikely name of Mustard. <laughs> and they mostly were a company that made box art for games. And then they decided to get a little bit into game design and instead started making just cutscenes for games. Okay. So I think like Soldier of Fortune was one. And there was like a motorcycle game that was one. But anyway, they were a cutscene company, kind of like Blur, I think, is a cutscene company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Bink. Maybe it's Bink. Bink. No, Bink video. Oh, yeah, it is Bink. You're right. It might be Bink. Is that or it's a Kodak? I don't know. But um, so then they decided, well, we really like Star Wars. But we can do Star Wars except better. And then they shopped it around to like every publisher known to man and everybody said no and so then they contacted orson scott card and were like yo you want to write this stuff for us and he was like i haven't really done much since ender's game i'm I'm, yeah sure and so once he was on board they shopped it around to every publisher again and they all said no except for majesco notable shit purveyors majesco Eh. Well, I was actually going to say the opposite. I, I, I think that when you see Majesco on the splash screen at the start, you think quality. <laughs> really? Blood Rain 2 screams quality? Yeah, the Sharknado game. Oh! You know, you know what? I stand corrected. I stand uh, corrected. The Night of the Museum game. Uh, they did publish... Did they publish Psychonauts? They did publish Psychonauts. Like, every yeah. once in a while, they have a decent published game. But mostly, if you see a large bin made of wire at an electronic store with a bunch of Wii games hucked into it, uh-huh. 90% of it is Majesco. Yeah, I think you are, you are right. <laughs> when you look at their catalog, I've just opened the page now and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like barnyard blitzes and chicken commandos and you know, you mm. know things like that. So anyway, Majesco was fully behind this idea of we're going to make it a trilogy. Um, I watched, uh, just in case you were wondering where I got my info from, there is a great series on YouTube called What Happened, and they generally talk about movies and video games where things went awry. Since, mm. you know, Advent Rising is on that channel, something went awry. And what went awry <laughs> was, they were like, this is a trilogy from the start. Like, they tried to pull that thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which means publishers are like, well, we need to make sure the word gets out there. And so, like, I think it was 70% of the marketing budget was spent on marketing? And then they were like, well, shit, we're out of money. So here's $4 million to make the game. Now, that being said, for $4 million game, this is pretty slick. Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd like, not knowing any of that backstory whatsoever, because I do very little to no research in anything... Um, it's it's a slick game. It's presented really well. It's got like a vaguely gripping storyline that is very, as we keep on saying, mass affected. The Austin Scott card thing obviously helps, and it just, I I think it plays really nicely. There are there are some early game clunky bits. For example, carrying your brother for four hundred thousand miles across a spaceship. Um, but but that goatee is the goatee of heavy <laughs> responsibility, Craig. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, it's just, but it, like overall, I think it it plays really well. So for four well, four million is not a lot for the game. No, 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 it's not. Even back then, it, that's not a lot. Although, uh, Craig, so we haven't actually talked about the game itself. Why don't you explain what like the moment to moment gameplay oh, is? Cool. Yeah, so you do in the introduction, you do get a wee bit of spaceship flying, but you you land on a spaceship, and if you have played Mass Effect, think landing on the Citadel for the first time. There's yeah. swarms of people wandering about the place. There's bars and bits and shops and this, that, and the other. And you are it's third person, and people have extremely long legs for some strange reason. I don't know what the, the deal is with the well, body. Well, it is space that elongates legs. Ah, uh, that's. That's the opposite to what I thought it would do. But okay, we'll roll with it. Um, And you generally, between talking to people and figuring things out, the early game is, it takes like 15, 20 minutes until you get to a training simulator to shoot a gun. You know, it's that kind of level of thing. And then you go through a training simulation of stun guns with baddies. And you get into a wee bit of a kerfuffle with one guy who um, you had a disagreement with in a bar. Uh, After that... You're away off, another cutscene, onto an alien spaceship. This is like the first half an hour, onto an alien spaceship, and then all hell breaks loose. This third party alien people come and they're going to wipe out all humans and all of humanity. And, you know, this all to sounds To be fair, familiar. they do have friggly long legs. They do, they do. Um, it's just, it's it just plays a lot like Mass Effect, to be honest. <laughs> Well, I, I had a thought, right? So I'm like, okay. I, and, and when we talk about describing this, it may sound more grandiose than it actually is. Because remember, this is for the original Xbox, which generally equates to lots of empty places. Like, this does, This isn't yeah, like... Yeah. Like, pat, I don't even want to say the Citadel was packed. Like, you'd run into a person every, what, 40 feet? And that'd be yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's less than that. Like you may, it's an event when you see somebody. You're like, oh, can I talk to them? Um, that being said, the, to me, this played more like if you took Mass Effect and took out a lot of the RPG. Even though in Mass Effect it's super light RPG elements, like mm-hmm. there is no, at least that I saw, no morality system. There no. is no like I'm gonna do complex uh, conversation trees or. Things like that. Like, even equipment is not the, to the same level as Mass Effect. So that's why we kind of say it's it's like a prototype. Yeah. Um, the alien design, I'm not going to lie, Craig, I find boring. Like, yeah. It, they look as if they try and make it varied enough. The only thing that grossed me out is when one of them talks and then their bottom chin separates vertically as well as horizontally. Oh, you that mean gro- like the Torians? <laughs> yeah, that grossed me out a wee bit. But other than that... Uh, yeah, just a bit, a bit like, oh, go draw some aliens. All right, that's good. We'll go with those. Um, I got, and this might just be Xbox being Xbox, but I got a lot of like Covenant vibes of like, oh, you guys are kind of like the Covenant. Like, mm-hmm. it's just me. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, so you, you talk to these peeps and they're all yeah. like, raw aliens, bad. And then when you get into combat, Combat yeah. is where I think it falls down the most. Yeah, combat. Yeah, certainly shooting and targeting. I played this on PC, and oh, okay. It's like basic snap to targeting. So you you roll the mouse wheel to navigate between targets. Actually, like an interesting story about that training simulation at the start. It mm-hmm. asks you to aim at color coded 
holograms. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference between two. Like, there's a bluish one, and then the other two are the same colour. Type. You want the brown, brown, or brown one? <laughs> exactly. Um, but combat, you are you can jump about a wee bit. You get a wee bit of slow motion, a bit of you know like pro matrix type diving and stuff. But you can dual wield pistols and you scroll the targeting snaps to an enemy. You click a few times and then they're dead and you move on. And it's very boring. And I think that's where like I really like this game, but I think that's where it fell down because there isn't a lot of RPG elements. The combat isn't the best, so the only thing that was going to keep me going was the story. It would only and that ever... you can read on a wiki. Exactly. So it wasn't. I, I. I did. Oh God, no, no, I'm not final thoughts in this already. No, no final thought. We got time. Jesus. Okay, so so on console, since you have no mouse wheel, even though I have talked to Microsoft about it, they still don't <laughs> add it. Um, you flick the stick really hard to change targets. Oh, and okay. that sounds as janky as it yeah. sounds. Okay. Um, not great. But, I mean, I mean, there's very... F- uh, I didn't run into any cases, honestly, where it's like, oh, I have to prioritize that guy. It's generally just, oh, my targets went to him. Okay, I'll kill him first. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really find myself prioritizing targets where I would need something more than that. Uh, later on in the game, I don't know how far you got in it. But later um, on in the game, you do have driving sections. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. Wait. I didn't get that far. I got to. You know, when you carry your brother across the space station, and then you have to go back and get the check. I, I, I did it to that point, and then I was just like, oh, "Do you know? I think I've had enough." <laughs> the forty-mile walk, uh, just just uh, pour it out of you. It's it's bizarre because the first part of it, you've got to follow your brother to a spaceship who walks really slowly. And then the next part of gameplay, you have to carry your brother because he's broken his leg. And you're like, you, the, a lot of the early game of this, a lot of the first hour, is just really slowly walking places. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Forrest Gump ran while he was uh-huh. carrying somebody. If he could do it, you could do it. I can't even remember the guy's name. Let's call him Slade. He looks like a yeah, Slade. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um. So, so the driving sections are not like immediately what comes to mind, which is the Mako. It, it's not like the Mako. It's more like the Warthog sections in Halo. Okay. So it, it's like combat-ish yeah. stuff. And and I, I called it. I want to say I got maybe two hours in and I was like, you know what? Enough of you. Pathfinder is calling me. And then See, I played Pathfinder. Now I feel terrible. Why? Because you, you, I really liked the game and you played more of it than me. Yeah, but think, think of our dynamic, right? Like, uh-huh. you're the guy who gives your your base primal instincts on a game. And I'm the guy mm-hmm. that's all like, oh, well, this was actually published. Oh, that's true. So, you know, it plays our strengths. Um, as for, the, now, if you buy this game at your local pawn shop or man with games in a boot at a flea market... Um, mm-hmm. That was for our European audience. I know, I like that. Wait, do you guys call them flea markets? No. Damn it. What do you call them? <laughs> carpet sales. Carpet sales? Carpet. Carpet oh, sales. That makes total sense. Not going to lie, I can't poke holes <laughs> in that one. Thanks, perfect. <laughs> so if you're at a, you and your mates are at a car boot sale and you're like, oh, hey, I heard of this. Two random weirdos on the internet talked about it. And you buy it thinking... I'm going to win that million-dollar prize. But let me give you the scoop. 
Uh, so, in the game, there are icons. Again, I'm going to keep with, like, Halo. Um, you know, like, the skulls you can find in Halo or the uh -huh, cheese? Uh -huh. Think like that, right? And the contest was, if you find all of these icons, you can win a million dollars. So, the internet being the internet, they didn't really think of, hey, how are we going to actually verify this? And so they canceled it. Like, oh. it's weird. They paid to have, like, all this press about it, and they never once thought of how they could verify people actually found them all. Oh, that's... Without cheating. That's silly. That's a bit silly. It is a bit. So the, the what's it called, prize, the consolation prize was if you wanted, you could send in your receipt and a bunch of info and some box tops from some cereal you ate that morning, and you could get two free Majesco games out of it. Oh, wow. One of them being Psychonauts, so not all bad. Oh, right. Oh, like, oh, okay, that's better. I thought the, the, the two free, and it's like the Hulk Hogan game or something like that. <laughs> and now, Night at the Museum. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm trying to remember. You could choose from Psychonauts, Raises Hell, Blood mm -hmm. Rain 2, okay. and a fourth one that I cannot remember. Um, so the conspiracy theory is that this was all just a marketing stunt to get more Majesco games out there. And they never actually planned to have this be a full contest. Okay. Because think about it, in 2001, or whenever this is, when is this again? 2004, 6, 4, 2002. 2002. Oh, I was close. 2002? <laughs> Still after the millennium. Let's put it that way. Okay, right, yeah. How would you have done that? Oh, it's 2005. 2000, oh, 2005. Yeah. Okay, so there might have been a way to do it in 2005? The only way I can think, like like Craig braining it, is if the game tracked it inside the game, there should have been some way where it would it could be able to spit out a code or something like that. But you could hack that, couldn't you? Yeah. Like, nowadays yeah. you could do it with, it would send a signal to a server to say this person yeah. found this collectible, but yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, that's the conspiracy theory about this game, is they never really planned to give away a million dollars. It was just the marketing stunt. Oh. So, that's, that's interesting. It's a really stupid way of doing it, but that's interesting. It is, but we're here today talking about Advent Rising's contest in, you know, 2023. So, yeah. sort of worked. Um... The other thing that is very interesting about this is, like I said, is this was meant to be a multimedia property. Uh, there was going to be three games, a bunch of books, some comic books, and then eventually a movie. All of this was planned without anybody going, hey, do we have money for any of this? <laughs> um, and, and so the comic was made. Okay. And since the game didn't sell well, the comic didn't sell well, and then it all just fell apart. Oh, wow. So that's that's kind of the story of Advent Rising. That's kind of that's sad in a way because it, there was a lot of potential in there. Like, from what I played, the it feels like with some different decisions and maybe a different publisher at the helm, it could have been a lot bigger. 
and better, but it just feels like they just went bleh and shat all over it. Yeah, it almost seems like they didn't focus on what they should have done first, mm-hmm. which is make a good game. Yeah. Um. Now, it's... this isn't a terrible story, because in the end, Mr. Donald Mustard is now the CEO of Epic Games. Okay. So, you know, I mean, this didn't tank him personally. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... I also looked it up and it said he, well, first of all, he's big into, you know, Fortnite because epic. But Mr. Donald Mustard also has Rise of the Skywalker, or no, Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine, Which I, I don't okay. know exactly what he did on there, but hey. Who knows? What are you and also, do? just to go full circle, Bink Video is actually the proprietary cutscene format of Epic Games. Oh my gosh, Craig, we are <laughs> genius. I know. Genius. Oh, wow. so good. Um, totally meant that. So yeah, like, <laughs> this is, well, sorry, Blur Video was first, which I don't mm-hmm. think exists. Um, But yeah, so this is a very weird case of the game post-launch reviewing very well. Like, it's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam and, like, a 4.5 on GOG. And, like, it seems to have a cult following. Now, whether or not it deserves that cult following is, of course, personal taste. And that's what we're going to talk about, Craig. Yes. Um, Because Postal also got, like, 9s out of 10s on Steam. And and we can't trust Steam anymore. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand that one. But for for Advent Rising, I totally trust the... And I, I have faith in the cult followers... Of Advent Rising, because I could see myself there. Maybe, like, had I experienced it back in the day and get caught up in a wee bit of all of this stuff, I might have really, really... I could see myself having really fond memories of it. It's right up my alley in terms of alienating and general stuff. I I think I could have been... I could have been there. That could have been I imagine Mass Effect for, like, on a personal level, probably wouldn't have hit as hard either. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, it's kind of like Advent Rising, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 striking the similarities. And but the th- the thing with Mass Effect though is, I could totally see Mass Effect being a three film trilogy because it would work. I could totally see it working in all levels. I could see Mass Effect comics and everything. Well, there are Mass Effect comics. Well. I could, I could and just Mass see Effect it all books and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, being... like there's the thing. Like in in a lot of ways, this is a trial run. Like there are Mass yeah. Effect books and there are Mass Effect comics. Now here's here's the curious bit. And and first off, it's absurd that I'm asking this, but was Mass Effect conceived as a trilogy at first? It had to be, right? It had to be. It absolutely had to be. There's no way they could have left the fu- left the first game where it was. Well, could they? No, because they did the whole... sort of sew up the first game story. You kill Saren, and the Reapers just might still be coming. Yeah, that's not really sewn it up in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, it's ambiguous but satisfying. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the way to put it. I, I don't know if it was actually originally supposed to... Hang on, do you know what? I'll Google it. You know what? You should Google it while I say my second point. Yeah, go for it. This does make me wonder, though, did somebody play Advent Rising and go, oh, we could do this better? 
Because if not, then the similarities are striking. Um, yeah, Mass Effect was designed to be a trilogy. Okay, all right. Now, granted, that had EA money behind it, not Majesco money behind it. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see it. So, like, this is, to me, this is just another interesting case of, oh, you guys really wanted this to be a thing, and it just didn't happen. So, Craig, we have questions to answer. Okay. Number one, and the answer cannot be Mass Effect. We're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little. If you like Advent Rising but don't want to play Mass Effect again, you should try. Eh, uh, and you, we can't say Mass Effect. Can't say Mass Effect, and you can't say Andromeda either. Oh God. Eh, uh, if I'm going to say Mass Effect. <laughs> that's really all tricky because all I had in my head is that's exactly what you want to be playing Yeah, it is kind of if you liked Advent Rising and you have never played Mass Effect play Mass Effect if Advent Rising sounds interesting based on this conversation play Mass Effect like it's just, it's just read the wiki of Advent Rising and then play Mass Effect oh I've, I've got a good one If you if you like Advent Rising, because of the threat to humanity being wiped out, then play 2006's Prey. Oh, you cheeky monkey. <laughs> you cheeky monkey. All right, okay. I'm going to say, if you enjoy Advent Rising, you probably enjoy janky Xbox games that nobody remembers, but are also sci-fi, in which case I would say play Altered Echo. Not only will you get to see Will Wheaton you will also get to play a janky sci-fi game that nobody remembers. So, win-win, win-win. Now, does this hold... You know what? I'm going to change because we have done more than the usual on this. It's not does this hold up. Is this worth investigating in 2023? I, I would say yeah. Like, I've really enjoyed it. I'm probably not going to play through the whole game, but it's absolutely worth a dive into, like, all the stuff you spoke about. It's the game, for me has the chops to be a cult hit so you should watch the youtube video that dave spoke about you should probably have a look at the game especially if you like things like mass effect i think this is worth learning about um yeah you know what i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna agree with that this is an interesting case study of multimedia properties that fail so, yeah, I'm going to say it. Um, I, as a side note, I'm going to say probably don't worry about checking out the game. You can get most of what you need off YouTube, to be fair. Because I don't think the combat's worth experiencing. Do, do you? Uh, the combat isn't worth experiencing, but what I think you might lose on YouTube is the frustrating amount of time. Like, how how do you cope with following someone that walks really slowly? It's an interesting personal reflection. We because- will talk about that also on a later game today. Yeah, what I did um, is I ran forward and back and forward and back and round and round, you know, I orbited him as he walked. And then I found if you crouched and walked behind him, it was roughly the same speed. So that's... See, I I did the pull out the phone and scroll through things and then look (laughs) up and go, all right, move a little and then pull out the phone. So yes, um, this is also a good case study in... Why you should never let your brother grow a goatee. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So, next up... Oh, by the way, in case you are playing along at home, this is the start of the batch. So, you know, after the batch, we always talk about which ones were the highlights and the downlight... Downlights? What's the opposite of a highlight? A low light? Shut up, Craig. Shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. I might have to cut that out because I don't want you to sound too retarded. Oh, no. No, no, no. That is Spud Dave all over. Okay, so... Uh, the highlights, the lowlights, the middle lights. Um, if you have a game you'd like to suggest, maybe something as interesting as Advent Rising, but please not Advent Rising, you can do so at nomoresages.com, where we have a form you can ju- not a form, we have a suggestion box where you can just pop in the name of a game and go play it, monkeys, and we will. Um, other than that, thank you very much for listening, and next time we will talk about about the game that's known as Prey 2006. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if you played the new Prey and are like, well, what's the old Prey? By golly, we got you back. And uh, there's one hint, and that is the spirits are angry. Yes. So join us next time when we talk about angry spirits and aliens and bars and tractor beams and all that jazz. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Say goodnight, Craig, but do so in your best Morden solace. Ah, no, I can't. I can't desecrate his memory by doing that because he he just very for me for me he very recently died, Dave. It's not. (laughs) I'm sorry. Too soon. (laughs) It's far too soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will catch you next time.